Hello and welcome to the Arts Report on CITR 101.9 FM and CITR.ca and in your hearts. Um, it's Megan. Hello. I am back. It's been so long since I got a chance to talk to you, uh, Vancouver in the world. And that was because I was over at the Queer Arts Festival for the past three weeks. You heard a lot about it online and you heard a lot about it from Sarah Lapsley, our co-host. And um, today's show is kind of inspired a little bit by the Queer Arts Festival, though no, uh, we aren't going to do any specific queer arts stuff, though we are going to have the Vancouver Queer Film Festival uh, coverage next week. But as I was packing up from the Roundhouse uh, where we hold the festival, I was enchanted by the Paper Girl exhibit that opened last night. And... I wanted to know more about the project. I'd heard a little bit about it. And so we do have um, some representatives from Paper Girl on today. And we are going to talk to them a little bit about the show as well as listening to A Little Hollow Strangers. And then later on in the show, we will be talking about the upcoming Dances for a Small Stage number 29. And um, their artistic director was working with us at the festival. And I said, hey, why don't you come on down to the station? And she said, I'm too busy. Um, but we have, we're, it's good. It's better. Cause I've been talking to her for weeks. Um, but I get to talk to a new person, which is my favorite part. Um, and we will have, uh, the co-curator of dances for a small stage and they're doing some really cool things this year. But first up, uh, I would like to welcome, um, the lovely Michelle and Tara to the show. Um, welcome to the Air Support, ladies. Thanks Thank for you. having us. Um, we are uh, happy to have you and, uh, we are going to be listening to a little hollow strangers now. Um, and this is, uh, Michelle, this is, you're related to this band a little bit, I aren't sure you? I am. It's my husband's band. Um, <laughs> and you know what? Plug. I just yeah. want to let you know that, um, I was just, we were just talking about what we wanted to listen to while we chatted. Um, and I checked them out beforehand guys and I really like them. So I would never... I would never just put on some band. So we're going to listen to a little Hollow Strangers at the Devil's Throat. Um, This is Fake Borders. And when we return, we will be talking to Michelle and Tara from Paper Girl. Stay tuned.
And we're back on CITR 101.9, and that was At the Devil's Throat by Hello Strangers is the album, and Undress the Night um, is what we are listening to right now, and before it was Fake Border. So we'll be listening to that a little bit as we chat a chat. Now, Paper Girl, um, which you can find more about on uh, papergirlvancouver.com. And the reason it's Paper Girl Vancouver is because it's actually an international phenomenon um there's pockets all over the world um but who we have today is we have um we have michelle who is uh, a project coordinator so to speak for paper girl vancouver and is the volunteer coordinator at the roundhouse um which is actually how she came uh face to face with the project but first and foremost michelle can you tell us in the most basic way possible, because it's a very nebulous, kind of wide-reaching concept. Can you tell us a little bit about um, about Paper Girl? Okay, sure. Um, well, the Paper Girl International tagline is the art of giving art, and I think that summarizes the project. Um, I guess if you don't know a lot about it, you might think, what does that mean? But really, uh, it's all about collecting art um, from artists from all over, um, and then we put it up in an exhibition that's non-juried, which is quite unique in the arts, as I'm sure a lot of your listeners will know. Um, and then after it being up for an exhibition for five days, we take it down, roll it up, and go on bicycles around the city and hand it out as gifts to unsuspecting members of the public. Um, probably the first question one might have, just to get it out of the way, um, obviously we're ref- you can get the, the paper girl reference to the bikes and to the paper that people are putting their art on, but this is an all-gender project. Yeah, um, we inherited that name. The, uh, a girl, a woman, started it um, in Germany, Aisha Rogner, nine years ago. And she loved the concept of the paper boy, um, 1940s style, flat cap, throwing the newspaper. So she thought she would coin, coin the project as Paper Girl. Um, so we involve everybody. You don't just have to be a female. Um, good, because, you know, we're taking over so many things. I mean, what <laughs> what is going to be available for these poor young men? <laughs> Goodness gracious. Now, um, you got involved with this because you're, you are a volunteer coordinator, and you actually got the idea from a volunteer. Yeah, uh, I'm the volunteer coordinator at the Roundhouse Community Arts Centre, and I've been there almost six years this year. And a volunteer brought me the idea. She was visiting from Germany. Her name is Alex Zabel. And um, she just said, oh, there's this really cool project called Paper Girl back in Germany. Have you heard about it? I hadn't. And she thought of it um, as a way to engage volunteers um, at the Roundhouse. I always tell new volunteers that if they have ideas that we could try and facilitate them. Um, and in this case, I definitely took her up on her offer. So we started it um, not so much focused on the arts project, um, but more so as a way on how we could engage our community members in a meaningful way to produce the end result. You, know, you were saying that like the goal is definitely as much, um, and not as much necessarily what art participates, but rather the act of kind of spreading this love around and actually... Um, now the artists don't necessarily directly interact with the public, but there is a there is a bit of a uh, a chance for that to happen, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess they they can interact with mm-hmm. the public. We have had artists come out on the ride out. Oh, okay. Um, and I think that's exciting because all the art is rolled up, so they don't even know when they're handing it out. So someone could unroll it in front of them, and that could be their piece. So that that element of surprise is really exciting for artists on both sides. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they can interact. This year we've done some artist interview series. Um, so in some ways, 
maybe it's just a one-way dialogue, but mm -hmm. they're getting the opportunity to talk about their practice and why they're part of Paper Girl through our social media channels. Um, and at the opening as well, I think one thing that we pride ourselves in is at our opening, we notice that people are all talking to one another and finding out, hey, what did you submit? What did you submit? Rather than just kind of coming with their friends mm -hmm. and staying with their friends, there is this real sense of community that starts to take place. Um, and it's really quite beautiful and unique, and we're really proud of that. And you were saying that like there can be feedback from the person who received the yeah, art to the artist. Exactly. We um, find out from many of our artists that they were contacted by people that received their art. Sometimes it was as simple as, I got your art, it's cool, thanks. Um, and it's gone as far as um, artists being commissioned uh, for different types of work. In fact, one artist was commissioned, Sarah Morrison. Uh, she was commissioned to paint someone's guitar, and she had never painted a guitar before. And, and um, she went to Long and McQuaid to find out, what do I do to paint a guitar? Like, And they thought, you don't paint a guitar. This is sacrilege. <laughs> yeah, and it was a vintage guitar, There's too. There's tough cookies at Long and McQuaid. I'm scared <laughs> to go in there. So that was really flattering. Um, I think her website, sarahmorrison.com, and there's a little video about her experience doing that. Um, so, and then, yeah, we find artists that maybe time has gone on and someone's contacted them or we just hear stories or they hear stories because people are like, oh, Paper Girl, you submitted? I got Paper Girl art. So maybe they weren't contacted personally by someone that received their art, but somehow it seems like the generosity and the stories get passed along. It's a small community in Vancouver. It, it's the circle of life and it moves us all. Um, so... Now, so the, the opening was last night. Yeah. Um, it's going to be going until um, Friday. Yep, it's on until Friday at 5 p.m. at the Roundhouse. And there is um, going... Now, if you're if you're interested in helping deliver this art, so you can go down to the Roundhouse, check it out. Um, I checked it out the other day. It's this really cool mix of some really graphic, professional quality work mixed with there's children's art, there's DIY, there's stuff that's like purposefully basic um it's it's really really interesting and even the way it's displayed is kind of like a wash line like there's no priority paid there's no like um framing or anything it's just it's really raw which is re seems like very apropos of the project and um you can go and you can actually get trained you have having a cyclist party right so you can help yeah. distribute this now that it's all been displayed yeah i actually tell everybody and i'm sure i sound like a broken record to my team but to me the ride out is really what the project is all about and having that social experience of interacting with the public and art is the vehicle that we're using to start dialogue um, and we still have space uh, we're going to be having a training tomorrow slash party where we're going to be doing some screen printing and blinging out your bike for the ride out uh, so we still need cyclists they can sign up on our website or if they don't have time to do that that's okay too they can show up they can bring their bike um, because we're going to be doing some bike tune-outs by the UBC, um, is it AMS Bike Collective? Yeah. yeah. They're going to be out there. Um, they've been one of our sponsors this year, which is great. Um, as well as bring a plain t-shirt or something to print on so they can do some screen printing in a paper girl esque style. And um, yeah, we'd love to see people out. It's, it's, it's a great experience to get out on your bike and try and offer a gift to someone. Um, we are going to take uh, a quick bro break to promote some other local arts. And when we get back, we're going to talk to one of the artists, Tara, um, from glossdesigns.com. And uh, she's going to tell us a little about her experience uh, both being an artist and um, participating in this really cool project, Paper Girl, uh, papergirlvancouver.com.
The Vancouver Queer Film Festival marks 25 years of celebrating queer lives this August 15th to 25th. Featuring over 70 films from 20 countries, from Hollywood to Bollywood, drama to documentary, indie cinema to big-budget offerings, there's something for everyone. Tickets on sale July 22nd. For parties, previews, tickets, and more, visit QueerFilmFestival.ca. You are listening to CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Welcome back to the show. It's the Arts Report on Wednesdays at 5. And uh, we have Michelle and Tara in the studio today talking a little bit about Paper Girl Vancouver. And uh, Tara is known uh, for her lovely, sweet, and happy art um, that is quite adorable um, and makes you feel happy. And I guess she wanted to make some people feel happy too, so she got involved with Paper Girl. Um, Tara, can you tell us a little bit about... Um, the work you do and, and, you know, how you kind of got involved as an artist to start off with? Um, well, the work I do is, yeah, happy and cute and pretty and uh, lace teacups, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, my, that's my style, kind of granny chic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I... She's wearing an amazing yarn necklace right oh, now. Thank um, you. <laughs> which really, I think, epitomizes the adorable uh, modern look. Anyway, please continue. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Um, so I was new to... I'm obviously Australian, and I was new to Canada. I was kind of in a personal rut an artistic rut and I was looking for something different to shake things up and I was on the internet and I came across Paper Girl Vancouver and it was like right deadline to submit art and I was like that's it I'm going to submit some art I'm going to go check it out and I saw what the project was at the roundhouse at the exhibition last year and I was like okay that's it I'm I'm signing up next year I'm going to just get involved and now you're involved in like mm-hmm. the whole <laughs> project. Tell us the things you yeah. do. Okay. So <laughs> I started off and I, I got in contact with Michelle. I was like, I don't know what I, you know, like I just want to help out. So just tell me what to do. And so I started off uh, with Erin Donahue, the uh, Paper Girl artist in residence. We did um, workshops around Vancouver, Coquitlam. And uh, so that was really cool, creating workshops and doing them with the community. Then I started uh, vlogging on Wheelie Wednesday on the Paper Girl blog. I do social media. I got to learn about how to do social media, which is kind of, I don't know, it felt uncomfortable for me. So that was a great opportunity to learn what that is actually about. Um, and I also was really lucky to go with the uh, Paper Girl photographer, Julie Larson, along on the artist studio visits. And we got to do interviews and see artists in their habitats and um, so yeah, I think that's it. Oh, and I'm doing the bike bling table at the, uh, bike party tomorrow night. So if you want some whimsical, happy bike bling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bling. Um, and, and so, you know, you were saying that like, um, there's been artists from around the world who have mm-hmm. kind of come out. You're saying someone from Italy as well. And, you know, yes. have kind of gotten involved and come here and then go back and, what has been like your experience um as an artist like what does it do for you to kind of just have your art out there in this kind of unpredictable way 
it is I have uh, I have a discomfort about having myself seen. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of like a safe, warm blanket to push myself out there. It's like those little steps and that's what it's been for me as an artist. So don't be scared. If you're a scaredy cat <laughs> like me, don't be scared. It's it's a safe place. That's awesome. Well, tell me a little bit about the artist in residence because that's an interesting concept for this kind of project. Erin is awesome. She is going to have a baby within the next month and she has been paper girling. She's kind of a, she's an arts educator and a printmaking artist and uh, maybe Michelle can explain exactly her role. What is the role? Yeah. Um, Originally Erin was hired last year to help more with facilitating some of the project. I got a little bit of a budget um, and up until that point, most of it was uh, with myself and volunteers Um, The volunteers are awesome, but there's still so much work to be done. Uh, And this year, Erin wanted to stay involved with Paper Girl, and I was lucky enough to sustain that budget that I was given last year and decided it would be more useful of her skill set to develop an artist's residence project where we would develop workshops where we could go out into the community, um, engage people in art making, um, as well as start dialogue about what Paper Girl was. So it was a way to kind of infiltrate spaces with our workshop and hopefully inspire people um, to create art for Paper Girl. So at the end of the day, some people did donate the work they made in their workshop, um, but we're just hoping that um, they felt inspired and got connected with their creative side. We did the workshops at the Roundhouse Community Art Centre as well as Place Days Art in Coquitlam. We developed that partnership just this year because we feel it's really important that um, Everything, a lot of arts projects are just in Vancouver, and Erin and I talked a lot about trying to go across those kind of civic borders, if Mm -hmm. you will, and talk to our creative neighbors, because we know that there's a lot of artists out there um, that are a little bit isolated in in the suburbs. So that was really exciting. Um, The both of us, Tara, was at that workshop as well. We just had a really great experience. So that was kind of what the residency's goal was, was to kind of just start dialogue about Paper Girl. Because connection and kind of these this this kind of bringing art into people's lives in a new way seems to be really the the thrust of the projects be, beyond the actual art itself. It's more the process and the connection that seems to be the most important part. Tell us a little bit about your feelings on that. Yeah, I would say absolutely. I mean, a lot of people, including I have a lot of friends who are artists, and uh, you know, people um, are often like, "Well, I don't have time to make anything. I'm busy. Oh, my stuff's not good enough." And when they come to the show, and they're like wow this is amazing and um the connection is like it challenges you i think personally to also think about your own personal practice and you're going to make someone smile even with your sketch because maybe they weren't weren't able to do that or maybe you've inspired them um and i think that's really what we're hoping to do Uh, another example i can give you is i've been really lucky to have um a professional project manager mentoring me this year um her name is Zoe Cassandra, and uh, she was an artist, tr- classically trained, and then um, started working in the corporate world and hadn't been connected with her art in many years and saw this opportunity um, to volunteer with us. Mm-hmm. And um, it was the first time in, I think, 19 years that wow. she got to do something creative. So I'm getting goosebumps thinking Aww. about it. So that was a really cool experience and that kind of connection that we created for her. So the artists get to connect, um, I think, even with something for themselves 
with the community, with their art that's going out there, and I think with the volunteers as well. Um, Reclaiming our creatives from the yeah. corporate world. <laughs> yeah, and I feel so grateful to be part of that process. And mm-hmm. I mean, Tara, you were kind of comparing it to like random acts of kindness. Yes, I, I think that's what I really like about it. It's um, maybe it doesn't matter whether you like art or not, or whether the art you receive is good or bad or whatever. It's uh, it's, I mean, it's got to be a huge surprise to get like a troop of like paper girl bicyclists <laughs> coming at you like, hey, we have we have a gift for you, a gift of art. Like original art is expensive, too, even when it's totally worth it. I don't have that kind of scratch half the time. It's just prints <laughs> yeah. for me. Um, now, you were saying that so so these girls go out on these routes and boys go out on these routes mm-hmm. and um, they're kind of secret. Do you have any hints for us um, of like if you were hanging around certain areas? We could give you a hint. Okay, listen up, Vancouver. Here's a hint if you m- you might want to try to catch a paper girl. Okay, so on the 24th, we might be around Stanley Park okay. area. Yeah. Okay. That's your hint. That's a good <laughs> hint. It's a big area, so it's nice. Yeah. It gives you something specific, but not too specific. I like it. Um, so you can check out uh, more on papergirlvancouver.com, and you can find Tara on glossdesigns.com. And um, is a big shout-out to the Roundhouse, because I don't know if it was 100% clear there, but this is something that, you know... Um, Michelle was empowered to do by the Roundhouse. Um, and so I think that's a really cool community project that they're putting on. So big ups to them. Um, is there anything else that you guys would like to add um, before our time is up? Yeah, I'd love to mention as well. I forgot to mention this at the opening last night, but um, at Paper Girl Vancouver in the first year, Alex and I had decided that we would ban the word free from our project. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all the volunteers are very trained that they're not allowed to say free or Michelle will go crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And the reason for that is I really want people to understand that there's value in this Mm -hmm. work just because the artists are giving it away. It doesn't mean that it's just cheap and you can, you know, it's just something like a leaflet and you toss. I want people to understand that this was made with energy, talent, love, passion, angst, whatever, wherever it came from, and um, that there's there's value in that. And I think when we start to use the word free, we don't take things as seriously. And so we don't really talk about we're going on bikes and handing out free art. We, we like to use the word gift. Um, and nice. uh, one of our volunteers who was with us the first year, um, Sunshine Frere, who actually started Paper Girl Calgary, who lives in Vancouver, but Calgary's her hometown, and she facilitates that from here. She's there right now. She keyed the term um, gift intervention. So I we, love that. <laughs> yeah. So, so props to Sunshine and the gift intervention. Yeah. On the 24th, if you're around Stanley Park, you may be gift <laughs> Um You may get a gift intervention of some amazing art, art from uh, a local artist of uh, unknown, unknown style. Um, Thank you so much, um, Michelle Mateos and Tara Gilska, um, for joining us today. Um, it was a real pleasure. Thanks for having us. It was our pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of the exhibit. Go down to the Roundhouse until Friday, um, or join them at their cyclist party, um, and check out all the information on papergirlvancouver.com. Uh, we are going to end our first half hour with uh, a little more uh, Hollow Strangers. Um, right now we're listening to Flaming Violins on CITR 101.9, the Edge Report.
The 11th annual Vancouver Latin American Film Festival runs from August 30th until September 8th. This year's festival will feature over 40 of the best feature-length and short films to come out of Latin America over the past year, including a spotlight on Colombian cinema, Canada Looks South, Asian perspectives from Latin America, and a series of talkbacks with guest directors following selected screenings. Online ticket sales begin on August 14th at vlaff.org. Conservation is the first and best resource option for BC. Do your part. Turn off the lights when you leave a room and unplug your cell phone charger when charging is complete. Visit bchydro.com to find out more ways you can make a difference. This message brought to you by BC Hydro Power Smart and CITR 101.9 FM Vancouver. Hi everybody, this is Fred Penner on the Radio Waves, saying a big hello to CITR 101.9. Listen, sing along. Thank you, Fred. Uh, We're back on CITR 101.9, the Arts Report, Um, and I am very lucky to start the second half of the show with the lovely Carissa Berry from uh, currently Dances for a Small Stage. She is co-curating this year, the 29th year, um, but she has uh, done a little co-curating with Dances for a Small Stage last year and has had several pieces and of her own choreography and others. Uh, staged groups. I just lost, I just <laughs> literally, Carissa, lost the ability how to speak. Like, I don't, it's been a really long couple of weeks. I oh, doing, I was doing so good, I too. Doing, I was so <laughs> smooth the whole time. And she's done lots of dancing. Um, you, she is a contemporary dancer, um, classically trained in Vancouver and Montreal. And she's toured to Europe and Asia. She's amazing. You can check her out at uh, Gonked Origins um, online as well as on YouTube. Carissa Berry, uh, welcome to the Arts Report. Hello. And I'm sorry that... Uh, uh, your intro kind of devolved into that, some gobbledygook there, but we got it back. We got it back. We're here. Um, and I think what we'll do is we're going to listen to a little bit of music. Now, you you brought along a, uh, a few pieces that have inspired you mm-hmm. um, and this year's shows. Um, uh, do you want to tell us anything about what we're going to hear? Yeah, um, we'll play the first uh, the first Lossal artist, and he's actually a Vancouver-based electronic dude and um i really like creating to his music they um i i I don't use his music in the actual pieces but they're just inspirational background supports for for when i'm creating and he's been on in the studio quite a bit lately so okay i think Mm -hmm. i recognize this as well oh yeah i do Mm -hmm. yeah well that's what we're going to be listening to while we chat now um i would love for I mean, the term dances for a small stage is fairly Mm self-explanatory. You're in a new venue um, at the Holy Trinity Orthodox Church. Yes. um, And the artistic director is uh, Julianne Saroyan, uh, Ja Rule, as I know her, because she (laughs) rules, and she always goes by J.A. Yeah. Um, So you uh, have been working with Ja Rule on this amazing project. Can you tell us a little bit about just kind of the concept of dances for a small stage Mm -hmm. and um, if you're out there and you've ever seen a little poster and it's got a little red stage with like a foot or one hand yeah it's really cute um so tell us a little bit about the concept uh well the concept is basically to have a show that brings variety 
and of no specific, um, you know, uh, taste or style. It just wa we want to give a, a variation for audiences, whether they're dance audiences or totally non-dance audiences. Um, also, it's awesome that you can go there and drink. <laughs> not many shows you can go and enjoy a beer and uh, just enjoy a show and not have to worry about being in your seat and like not moving or anything like that. So we just we want it to be an open uh, an open venue for people to just come and you know get a first glance at dancer. People who have been coming for since the very very beginning. There's people that have gone to every single one, and um, yeah variety <laughs> so, yeah. well you were saying um something different for this year that hasn't happened for a long time is usually there is a theme yeah so last year it was valentine's day but this year no theme mm -hmm. little bit free um yeah. and you are featuring um two at least two groups that we have covered before machine noisy and plastic orchid factory yeah. both groups i very much enjoy and they have for you at home they have this very modern humorous um really physical approach to things that is um really hip really now um so can you tell us a little bit about kind of what someone is gonna see this year uh well for the no theme theme mm -hmm. well we decided to have it um just because for something different we've been having working within themes and we wanted to give the artists a platform to just be in their full expression of whatever it is that they're, whatever state it is that they're in right now. Um, so you're going it, to, it's going to be, it'll be a surprise for us. We're going to have our first group rehearsal next week to get an idea. Um, but it's going to be basically the core of mm -hmm. the artists without the sometimes confining restraints of a theme. Although themes are fun to work in. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, we just want to do what we're really feeling in, in the moment. Um, so, yeah, we have Plastic Orchid Factory. We have Dalek from Machine Noisy. There's Farley Johansson from Science Friction. Uh, Dana Sidrowski, she's a, a tap artist, and she's actually going to have a live harpist with oh, her on stage. Yeah, so underrated. Yeah, so underrated, and she's beautiful. She's she's absolutely beautiful. And Julie Chapel and Kristen Wickland, um, who's most recently known for being on So You Think You Can Dance. So a little bit of a more um, commercial esque artist mixed in with the. The, the others and we have a Quebec artist this year um, Jean-Francois Duke and he's from Quebec City and uh, you know it, it always seems like you're kind of what you're getting is like this grab bag mm -hmm. this like delicious grab bag of <laughs> things that you can try a little bit of like a sampler pack yeah. of what's going on yeah. right now in dance yeah um, tell me a little bit about what curating this has been like and, and what kind of your your ideas were about who you wanted to bring together? Mm -hmm. uh, well, the first thing is um, just a sort of assessing um, who is who's being who's being very active right now in the community. And so we want to have like our key players. We also want to introduce new artists. We also want to bring in a variety like of genres. So incorporating things like tap or incorporating things by having musicians involved is very, very important. Um, so, uh, yeah, did I answer that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this is your second year mm -hmm. um, co-curating. And you also said that you're in the past few years, you've really been developing your own 
um, choreography and kind yeah. of moving to that level, and yeah. which is awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Um, you know, and and kind of getting to be not just the vessel, but also the artist. And mm-hmm. um, is what are some of the the processes that you've kind of learned about and you've kind of as instigating your own work mm-hmm. as well as working with these artists and kind of bringing them together as the as, as the co-curator yeah i'd love to hear a little bit of what that's been bringing those people together um it's been kind of awesome it's been nice to just have um to be sort of an objective organizer mm-hmm. um and to support the artists and to try to help them reach their their the most of their artistic potential within the the given time frame or within the structure of the program and um it's just been mostly it's just for me it's about organizing and supporting so that the artists can be uh comfortable and just to do their best and and feel good about where they where where they're performing and what they're presenting yeah Having participated in dances for a small stage for so long, and, I, and I'm totally putting you on the spot right now, but I have <laughs> to know, like, so you have these people, they're drinking, it's kind of a more informal atmosphere, it's a small stage, like, yeah. have there ever been any, like, really funny or, oh my goodness, moments when it comes to kind of putting on that in such a small space? Um, well... Yes, like last uh, dance the, crowds can be rowdier than you know. They out there they can be, and sometimes <laughs> when you want them to be rowdy, they're not. It's so <laughs> but um, in the last Valentine's show, our host Billy Marchensky, who is <laughs> the most amazing Cupid, he was like rancid Cupid, <laughs> and he um, came on and he had to do an interaction with the uh, with a random. Um, audience member each show and they were supposed to help him up on stage and one night he decided he was gonna get them to accidentally pull his pants down (laughs) so there he is just like you know butt out like hanging off the stage and they're they're such good sports though these audiences and thank god it was a little bit further into the show so everybody was loose (laughs) but um yeah it's uh nothing too rowdy i mean dance audiences in general are very you know but so when we we want them to be expressive and we want people to clap halfway through or like yell something awesome you know Mm -hmm. like yeah like that was awesome like you know you go to a a a band and people are like you know being expressive vocally but never in dance shows very often so we encourage that we encourage the encouragement So coming up just now, we're having a a familiar artist to Vancouver, a mother mother. So can Mm -hmm. we, can we discuss why, um, we're, we're listening to mother mother right now after that, after that very intense electronic soundscaping? (laughs) Yes. Um, well, mother mother came up as a option to an optional musician to work with for, um, a potential show coming up later in the fall and um, he was suggested by one of the artists that we're intending on working with uh, Jen McLeish Lewis and um, he they were actually maybe going to be in this small stage 29 but scheduling and things didn't work out so um, we're in the works of potentially setting up a show where we have musicians and dance artists collaborating together to make pieces with live music 
And so... Because it sounds like you've kind of done that a little bit in the past, but you're going to kind of real, have a real focus on it if, if this all comes together. Yeah. Um, well, it's sort of inspired by Mark Berube. Mm-hmm. There's this... Uh, a few years ago, I did a piece... Um, I danced the piece choreographed by Shannon Moreno, and she... The music that she used was Shiny Plastic Bags by uh, The Fugitives, which was at the time Mark Rube and some other people. Now Mark Rube is on his own, I think. <laughs> and so he played live. Um, and it was, there was just something so much more tangible about the performance when you have the live music and the live dance. And we had to. We had to navigate each other, like my timing and his timing. There were lots of things. I mean, we were making, we were a band together. And um, it's really obvious when you see that. And it's so satisfying to see those two artists working together. And so we're hoping to to maybe launch a, a little show. That would be great. Yeah. Um, another kind of potential kind of semi-hush-hush thing that's happening um, and maybe and maybe this is involved with what you just said, but um, Julianne was referring to it as a J uh, as a the point five. Yeah, the late night. So that's yeah. what we're talking about. So yeah. something that's a little more late night, yeah. maybe in a different venues. So yeah. keep an eye out for small the the that the half double strength version. <laughs> it's just more intense. It's like having an espresso instead yeah. of a cup of coffee. It's yeah. just more intense. Yeah, and you don't need as much all at once. Um, so we'll be checking that out. Um. You, now, Chris, as a as an independent artist, you as you we talking a little bit about you with dances for a small stage, but you are actually putting together um, a show for not this coming spring, but next spring, the yeah. 2015. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Might as well get my foot in the door, know yeah. about it. Yeah, totally. So um, basically, it's a, a show that has three commissioned pieces, and the first commission is by Anne Plamondon and she's in Montreal and she's co-artistic director with Rubber Band Dance in oh, Montreal. Oh yeah, yeah, they're great. She's yeah, they're great and she's amazing and kind of an idol of mine. <laughs> so, I They am, recently did a show at the Cult, yes, right? They did, yeah, 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 it yeah, was great. Gravity Center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um and she's she's worked with Kid Pivot and Netherlands Dance Theater and she's incredible. She's kind of a dance ninja. <laughs> and um, so, uh, yes, I've uh, commissioned her to do a solo for me, which I'll be going to Montreal probably in the next year. Um, we're going to work together for that. And then the second piece is a solo that I'm commissioning Tara Cheyenne Friedenberg to oh, do. Oh, yeah. And so it's going to be more of a dance theater piece because Tara's amazing at dance theater and um, totally different on the opposite spectrums of uh, styles Mm -hmm. and um, then the third piece I will create and it's going to be a duet uh, with emerging dance artists of Vancouver that I've worked with in the last little while mostly at small stage and um, there's also going to be a short dance on film because that's also something that I like to explore as well I find it quite satisfying to express in a different medium and um yeah, and we're hoping that it's going to be at the Roundhouse. We're still in in talks about that, and we would like it to have um, a different a different setup. So it's mm-hmm. not just going to be like a flat on uh, facing. Interesting. Yeah. 
we'll keep us up to date on that. Yeah. Um, it sounds really, really interesting. And um, uh, so that's spring 2015. Look out for Carissa Barry. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want to find more, you can look her up on YouTube. You can Google her or Gonked Origins. Um, can you spell that one more time for us? Yeah, it's Ganked Origins. Ganked. Gonked. Gonked. It's Tara like it. in that beautiful accent. That's why. <laughs> I like it. Um, yes, Ganked Origins. I'm trying it out as as my potential company. Your origins are ganked? Is they that what are, you're saying? Yeah. They're a little ganked. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, Krista, it was really love to have you. Um, there was a, there's a Facebook group. Um, mo- it's movent.ca. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can also find Dances for a Small Stage um, uh, 29 event on Facebook. You can find that from the Arts Report Facebook page because we are there for you. We just want you to be happy and find the things that you want in Vancouver. And there's going to be pierogies. Um, and, the there's be, and there's going to be pierogies, so you have no excuse. Yeah, they're really Show good. up hungry for dance and pierogies. Yes. Um, I think what we'll do is we'll fade out with uh, some uh, fugitives, uh, shiny plastic bags. Um, but I think what we're going to do is we're going to play this really beautiful, um, uh, like, part two long instrumental version with Barbershop um, and... Uh, it's from Mark Berube and the Patriotic Few, What the Boat Gave the River. So it's kind of like a remixing, like a redoing, I guess. And um, because we want to give you that sound quality and those live performances are so uh, beautiful. But yes. they do not have the sound quality <laughs> that will make people really want to listen and think about it. So we're going to play that. And um, before we go at 6 o'clock, I'm going to come back and I'm going to tell you what I'm doing tonight. Because I know that you want to know. Um, this has been Chris Berry from Dances for a Small Stage on CITR 101.9 The Arts Report. Stay tuned. Opened up your window 
but you shut the front door and I put you in my pocket and you fall to the street and you say you like the devil but were the nicest guys for me tonight we open our front door listening to the arts report today and you know what i just realized that i forgot to give away some tickets to the queer film festival so please look out for that uh on twitter in the next couple of days we're going to give away some tickets um to the queer film festival um some of the shows uh one show about uh queer's lesbians in hockey very canadian and the other one is one that i don't remember so you're just going to have to deal with that because there's nothing you can do. Um, tonight, I'm going to check out Burbian Sound Studio. And the reason I'm mentioning that is because, A, it looks amazing. Uh, it's on at 8.50 tonight at the Van City Theater. Um, it has won a ton of awards. Toby Jones is, uh, you will recognize him when you see him. He usually plays Weird Fellows. Um, and uh, he is playing a gentleman who uh, is a sound mixer on uh, just anyway you have you have to you have to look it up online and check out the trailer but the reason I'm really excited about it is because of the soundtrack I know that Gak from Exploding Head Movies um, on Monday nights at 7 um, is very very excited about it so um, it's won as I said a bunch of awards and it's kind of like this Italian horror 
um, modern version. So that is really cool. That's going on for the next couple of days. Um, the Queer Film Festival starts tomorrow at their opening gala. And the Arts Report, as well as the Queer Arts Festival, will be there checking it out. And uh, tune in next week for reviews about films from the Queer Film Festival. And uh, what else are we working on around here? We're working on the Fringe Fest coming up. And new forms in September. You can turn in on September 11th. Ooh. Uh, September 11th for an all new forums show with myself. Um, thank you so much for joining us for the arts report uh, this evening. Check us out every Wednesday at five. And uh, coming up, we have uh, Sansquanish's Hideaway at 6.30. And you'll be listening to some amazing playlist hits from CITR 101.9. In the meantime, peace. came through the speakers sounding like broken glass, throwing its shards of fear as the oncoming headlights swept across the dashboard like unknown flags blowing in the wind. Hey, it's Prophecy Sun. When I'm not riding my bike, hanging out with my cats, or making soup, I'm listening to Tweets and Tunes on CITR Radio. 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Well known pimp. Narcotics king. Big time racketeer. Back in full force. This could be one of the big moments in your life. Don't make it your last. Look, this thing might be bigger than even we think it is. Do you need an upgrade to the soundtrack to your life? Perhaps a song from a film or a tune from TV? My name is Gap. Exploding Head Movies is here to give you sounds from the cinema, along with the songs that will be defining your future and those forgotten classics that need a little rescue. Yeah. Come on, baby. Come on. I won't let you down. Follow me. Exploding Headwoods, Monday, 7 9 p.m. on CITR 11.9 FM, Vancouver. I can see your magic wishes veiled under highway streetlights. I can stretch the fire to shoot them through the autumn twilight. But your beauty reflects so strong I can begin to see through you The girls are the same But I never get enough 
just fell in small town bar scenes When the beer precedes the cocaine And always ends with bad dreams But not in jail Because your skin's still so majestic 